Think Aging. Discussions about life, planning, and growing older. I'm your host, Elaine, and with me is my co-host, Robert. Well, hello. This week, we have a first for this podcast. This is actually going to be a two-parter because we are talking about aging in place. This is a huge topic, and it touches every bit of your life. Today, we're going to be talking about your physical well-being in your home environment. Yeah, that's a good place to start. So let's jump into it. Aging in place is the concept of living in your home, your apartment, in the community, instead of living in a long-term care facility such as a nursing home, assisted living, or congregate living. Gotcha. And I guess it's probably obvious why somebody would want to do this, right? Like you, you want to maintain your independence. And your comfort. You're used to being here. You like it there. Right. You don't have to relocate. You know, you don't have to actually like move out of your house. It can also be cheaper. Gotcha. So is this for everyone? Maybe not. Some people do end up thriving in a long-term care facility, and for some people, it may not be their first choice, but once they get there, they realize, hey, it's nice to have people around me all of the time. Gotcha. This is one of those parts of your life where if you're interested in it, you need to make a plan that steers you towards being able to do it. Definitely. So you need to think about what your older self will need and accept that you will need things that you don't need now. I guess another part of that would be accepting that your aging in place situation might not be sustainable through the entire rest of your life, but the goal is to make it last as long as it can. Right, and for some people it's forever. So you're trying to get the most out of aging in place to live your best life, right? Right. To live the way you choose. Yeah. So we know that each person's circumstances are completely unique and, you know, no two people or households are the same. So we're just going to tackle this kind of at its highest level. It's a really big topic. It touches all facets of your life. The first thing that we can talk about in terms of your plan for aging in place is looking at your physical well-being. Your health, your mobility. Yeah, you, you really want to stay on top of your health. You know, especially if, like myself, you have like a chronic condition that you're managing. You want to work that into your plan to just stay as healthy and able as possible. So there are many things to think about, everyday things. Lifting and carrying the laundry upstairs. To bending down to pick something up. Are you going to take a shower? Are you going to take a bath? Either way, you have to come up with a solution for safely doing so. Right. Or sitting down on the toilet or being able to get up off of the floor if you fall. And some of this planning is, you know, as we're talking about your physical well-being, making sure that you're strong and able enough to do those things, and then also looking at ways to augment your older self to be able to accomplish those tasks more easily. And things like exercising is something you can start at any age. For sure. You know, the more you, if you start now, before you're older, you will be able to maintain that. Right, because the things that you want to maintain here are your mobility, 
and your balance because those are the things that keep you off the ground, right? Right. This can mean different things for different people. Exercise can be done at home. It doesn't have to be a gym membership. There's like doing exercises, holding a soup can or stretching. Right, or going to the park and using equipment there. Like we've got a park near our house that's got like a pull-up bar and uh, some other kind of like low-impact exercise equipment, like kind of that non-mechanical exercise equipment. You know, like a step to go up and down, yep. that kind of stuff. Steps are great. Yeah, and I guess I, sh- I probably shouldn't have said pull-up bar because I'm not sure how many actual pull-ups I could do, <laughs> but, you know, everyone, everyone is different. Do your feet get to help you jump for it? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only pull-up I could do. And there are other things you can do for exercising. Like sometimes you can take the stairs instead of the elevator park a little further away from the store. Uh, You can do walks in your own neighborhood or incorporate the other people in your life to help you out with that. Or if you have a pet. There's a lot of YouTube videos that will help give you the feeling of being in a class if you want to be in a class, but you don't want to go. No doubt. And I've seen people who totally get into using online exercise videos and follow those creators and get like regular updates from them. You know, this week we're doing work on our arms. This week we're doing work on our core strength. And there are definitely ones that are focused on older people to maintain their health. I've seen some videos that are for older adults where they're just sitting in a chair And lifting up their legs is an exercise. Yeah, you know, in fact, I hurt my back a few years ago and I was having a really hard time just getting out of a chair. And so I ended up doing some of those YouTube videos that are just a chair exercise. And it was really helpful and like helped me work on that core strength that you need to to support your back so you can get, you know, back in action again. I think one of the most important things, though, is to establish a routine and stick to it. Absolutely. Because human beings love to stop doing things. You know, it's really easy to to be lazy. You might stop the first time because it's too hot out or it's raining. But then that, that leads you into that next day and subsequent days where you just sort of, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. And, and then you don't. Right. The next major topic is about your home environment. We all live in some kind of house or apartment, you know, some kind of indoor situation that has a lot of similarity in terms of the kinds of rooms and spaces that we encounter. Um, Obviously, we can talk about things like the bathroom. Your aging in place plan needs to have a way for you to effectively continue to use the bathroom without anyone else getting involved, right? That, I think that's what we all sort of want Strive for. when we're using the bathroom. So you could have things like grab bars, uh, non-slip surfaces, and casting kind of a thoughtful eye towards things like area rugs that could be trip hazards. Because in your as you grow older, you might be using something like a walker, and you want to make sure you have a provision for that, you know, where... Where can it be? Can I maneuver in this space with it? Definitely. And you want to have something to help you like sit down on the toilet and something for 
the shower or the bath. So it isn't just a grab bar in the bathroom. Yeah. We had mentioned laundry earlier and laundry can be really difficult because clothes are heavy and when they're wet, they're heavier still. And you usually have to manipulate them a bunch of times. I've run into older people who haven't planned for an aging in place situation, but find themselves in it. And then they are, they're kind of like attacking the other end of the problem where they just decide, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna create as much laundry. I'm just gonna wear a shirt seven times instead. Yeah, that's not a good plan. Yeah, And so the encouragement here is to look at a different way to approach your laundry work. Because we we all have that. We all have clothes. So can we use a smaller basket? Can we do a smaller load? Can we carry the clothes in a backpack maybe instead of a basket hanging out in front of us? But each person needs to tackle this in their own way for their own laundry situation. Some people go to a laundromat. Some people have it in their house. Some people might think, hey, my laundry is downstairs. Is my aging in place plan going to be going up and down those stairs with a basket? Or should I start to think about ways to have the laundry on the same floor as me? Does this space work for me? Or have a laundry service. Sure. When I think about the home environment, I think about stairs a lot. Most of us have a stair railing, but having one as you're walking down can leave your other hand unsteady and your other leg unsteady. Right. So I've read articles where people have had railings put on both sides of the stairs so that they can grab on both ways. Yeah, and I think we we have stairs in our house. We live in the Midwest, so everybody has a basement here. So I've, I've given some thought to putting a second rail on the other side of our basement stairs just to improve that, the safety of that. Is that I guess like most people, I've, I've fallen down the stairs a few times in my life, and that's a bummer. Uh, the older you get, the, the more injured you can become from a fall like that. And I've often thought that I might be one injury away from being able to take care of myself. So I always really stay on the lookout for my personal safety in the home. And sometimes the stairs are slippery, so you might want to put make sure it has carpeting or have a tech strip down to make it more grippy. Yeah. So that kind of goes with the grippy floor stuff that you were talking about before. So now we're also going to get into the area of accessing your home in a wheelchair. Is that possible? Some modern houses will have the ADA regulations built into them. So the wheelchair is fully accessible within the home. But we live in an older home and some of the doorways are kind of narrow. So you're going to have to look at, will I be able to, if I end up in a wheelchair, will I be able to use those spaces located on the other side of those doorways? Or will I be able to use parts of my house that are up or down a flight of stairs? That reminds me of my mom being in a wheelchair and some of the things that my dad did to help their house. She couldn't get up the stairs anymore, so he created the family room to be her bedroom. And he changed the front hall closet into a a walk-in tub. Yeah, and that was quite a radical modification, you know, especially to those of us who had been to their house and always seen, you know, hung up our coats in that closet. That was a closet my whole life. And now all of a sudden it was a, a bathtub. But it worked and it helped them. Yeah, no doubt. 
Another thing that we did here, because my mom would come visit us frequently, is we bought a little wheelchair ramp right. so that we could get her in and out of our house. Yep. If you live in a, an apartment building, can you make modifications? It, it just it makes me think of it when we talk about the wheelchair, because does your apartment building have wheelchair access? Can you put in a ramp? Can you make the modification? Yeah, and part of aging in place planning might be the realization that the place you're in is not conducive to that. Um, I think about uh, one of my sets of grandparents. They had lived in apartments most of their lives, and they at some point realized that living in a second or third floor apartment wasn't going to work anymore for them. And they ended up moving like basically across the, like across the street, <laughs> but within the same apartment group to a first floor place. So they would have easier access and they right. could live there longer. Perfect. So in terms of the inside of the house, we just want to touch on a couple of things to think about. These are things like area rugs and slippery floors because a slip and fall is probably one of the most common kinds of accidents. Also think about clutter when you think about slip and falls, especially at night. Right, and putting in some kind of lighting situation when you get up in the middle of the night and it's dark so that you can see. There are a lot of down-facing nightlights that attach to an electrical outlet that allow you to still use the electrical outlet for other things, but they have a downward-facing nightlight on them. We've ended up putting a couple of things in our living room that put out a significant amount of light. So you can actually get through that room and make sure you're not going to step on a dog toy in the right. middle of the night. Uh, we have a dog who just puts things everywhere in the house. So before we go to bed, we've kind of come up with this regimen where we just walk through the areas we might walk through in the dark and just kick all the, the balls and stuff out of the way. And really, I only bring that up because that's the kind of habit you want to develop that you can take into an aging in place situation. Right. I think another thing that is pretty universal to everybody is having access to stuff in their closets and their shelves, using those little grab bar things. Um, what are those called? The little grabby things. Oh, like an extension grabber? Yeah. Yeah, where like you squeeze it with your hand and it's got a little claw on the end. Yep, so that you can reach something without standing on a step stool and maybe falling. Right. And an aging in place plan approach to this would be to start to realize that it's getting harder to reach things that are higher up. Like I think of the kitchen a lot because I spend, you know, I love to use the kitchen and cook. And there are things on the top shelf of our kitchen that me being the tallest person in the house, I'm like the only person who can easily access those things. But Sometimes those things can be fragile or even made of glass. And the older I get, the more I'm thinking about moving those things to somewhere that's easier for me to get at safely. The reverse of that is sort of from my perspective, it's easier for me to get to the stuff on the lower shelves. Yeah. Like where you have to bend down or sit on the floor to pick up. So it's not the same for every person. There are some additional things to think about in the kitchen for safety. Obviously, the kitchen is, is one of those wet places like the bathroom. You could end up with water on the floor. You also have to often manipulate things that are hot. I always think of like draining the pasta as being one of those really dangerous times. I've received a fair amount of injuries as a, as a young person. 
one of them was moving a pot of hot water and having some of that water spill on me. And you know, what, what a bummer. Like, I don't want that to happen when I'm older. So I'm trying to nowadays use a, a pan that's appropriate for what I'm doing. I try not to go crazy with the amount of water that I'm heating up at one time on the stove and, uh, you know, really, really trying to keep things picked up and dry whenever I'm cooking. I'm, I'm become one of those, uh, kind of clean as you go persons. So, so I don't end up with like a big mess that's just getting bigger as I cook. Another thing in the kitchen that a lot of people struggle with as they get older is turning on the stove and forgetting to turn it off. Yeah. One of the things I, I have found that there is a little gadget you can buy that will sit on your stove and it will alert you if you have forgotten to turn off the stove. Oh, yeah. I'll just tell you this. We have a stove that's like one of these inductive stoves, like the newer kind of electric stoves. And it's got a light that shows when the burner is still hot because it's just basically like a flat glass top. And I noticed the other day after we came back from walking our dog that that light was still on. And I realized that I had left one of the burners on like the lowest setting. I had something that was just from dinner. Like, uh, you know, in dinner you're always trying to like keep everything kind of warm so it's all hot at the same time when it hits the plate but uh, I had ended up leaving this burner on so that would be that's that exact kind of situation you're talking about. I think using sharp knives is a potential as well. A sharp knife when you're cutting something you can't see quite as well you might cut yourself. Right. I've begun wearing glasses in more places in the house and the kitchen is one of them. Uh, I mean I want to make sure that I'm not you know, going to inadvertently injure myself and affect my, ultimately, my ability to take care of myself and to live independently in our home. So we've talked a lot about the home environment and everybody's situation being different. So something you can do is research for local resources to help you make some of these modifications. A couple that I found local to us are the Habitat for Humanity in Wisconsin has a program to help elderly people stay in their homes. And each county in our state, and I think pretty much across the United States, has a Department of Aging that you can find. You can find our link tree at our Instagram account, and I've put a few of those links in our link tree just to get your research started. Yeah, I found the County Department for Aging really interesting. I I didn't realize that was a resource that was available. Well, that's where we're going to stop for today. We've covered a lot of material, but there's more to come in our next episode. We'll be talking about the support systems that you need to get in place so that you can successfully age in place. We'd love to hear what you think. Email us at rethinkagingofficial at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at rethinkaging. We're on Facebook and Twitter as well. Right on. Thanks for listening.